are an old soul. Have you ever heard this? I have. I admit I am a researcher, an analyzer, a total Enneagram 5. I like to observe, act first, then think, eh, not so much me. I probably way overthink everything and because of this I was often called an old soul. I kind of prized myself on this. That along with the teachings of pre-existence and bam, I was convinced of my superiority, my understanding of my age, my imprint on this universe as someone who had hung with God. I had things in order, even if I didn't really have much faith in God, at least at one point we had hung together. This is going to sound totally bananas to some of you who either did not grow up with the faith that I did, uh, were in a different religion, or have only known the Christian faith. I admit it, this is going to sound bananas, but to others of you, well, this is going to sound very familiar. Today we are talking about John 1.1 and how we humble ourselves and recognize our size and truth. How big is our God? Did you know that belief the size of a mustard seed is enough to move mountains? God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. I'm Shelby Hosfield. I have a colorful religious past and carried around a lot of baggage for far too long. 20 years after leaving the church, I discovered who God really is and that he was waiting for me the whole time. I do not want it to take you so long. God put it on my heart to help you, pretty girl, find grace, God's truth, and the amazing, unending, steadfast love of Jesus. We are building a relationship after religion and learning new strength in Him to do things we never thought possible. If God is for us, who can be against us? You are listening to Finding Faith Above. religion can be tricky. <laughs> There's always these leftover things that kind of happen. So my sister and I, we talk about these moments and we say, you know, is this just a Mormon thing moment? Let me tell you, friends, there is a lot of stuff that is very different about the doctrine. And years and years later, we still have moments where we are sitting in a Bible study, we will say something about such and such, and everyone will turn and look at us with the most perplexed look on their face like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> and then we have to say, oh, is that just a Mormon thing? It probably is, isn't it? Fortunately, we have both found places where people are pretty forgiving on this and they, you know, laugh alongside us. Pre-existence has been one of those things for me. And to be honest with you, it took me a really long time to learn biblically what is around this whole pre-existence stuff. And I genuinely mourned the loss of the concept, I'm not going to lie. I 100% legit did not realize for a very long time that this is not a Christian thing. Well, let me just say this again. It's not a Bible thing. So whether you want to ride this train with me or not today is going to depend heavily on whether or not you believe in the Bible. That is the biggest stumbling block with all of you and my biggest stumbling block as well since I was taught at five years old that the Bible was not trustworthy. And I think 
I, just a theory on things, but I think that is one of the big reasons that ends up becoming such a huge stumbling block with people going from the religion side of it where they've been kind of told this, that it's not super reliable, to biblical Christianity. That's a huge thing that has to, you know, a big stumbling block that you really do have to get over. We all remember the, so long as it's translated correctly, right? Man-made and corrupted. And this isn't just a leaving the LDS church thing. This is actually a big thing with uh, lots of semi-Christians today. I mean, you watch the History Channel for a few minutes and you can be convinced of all sorts of crazy things about the Bible. And, you know, I mean, that all just kind of feels icky even just saying that about God's word now that I have such faith in it. But regardless, because we are going to get much more into the truth of the Bible, I've done some episodes already and we're going to do even more. But I want you, if you don't currently have that firm belief in the Bible, just for the sake of today's episode, just say for this moment that you have the faith in God's word. And if you're questioning about things, I do highly suggest that you go to the blog post for this episode because I do have some really great videos that helped me so much on this. And uh, Tim Mackey, he is the creator of The Bible Project. He has in his archives a whole thing on the trustworthiness of the Bible and uh, the origins, how it was put together. And he is someone who is, I mean, he spent his entire life dedicated to the Bible. So I'd rather you, instead of listening to me, <laughs> I'd rather you go listen to people that this is their specialty is, uh, you know, really diving into the origins of the Bible. So cool and totally worth it. All right, so on to this next big thing. Ah, this has been so scary. I talked to my dad about the church. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. We're like talking like 20-something years since my dad and I have really talked about God in any way. We've kind of broke the ice a little bit over these uh, last year or so, um, again, having to do with Tim Mackey, I did this really amazing archival study that he did on Matthew where, you know, he just went through every single verse and it was awesome. And I did end up bringing up some stuff with him on that. Uh, we do much better if we go through text or email. Um, and that's kind of what we did this time too. So, so scary, but I finally did it. Um, we've not talked about God, like I said, in a very long time, uh, but it probably, up all sorts of this stuff to the forefront for me. I sent him a video um, called Unveiling Grace because I really wanted him to know how, as a kid who grew up in this, how I feel today. Whether or not he agrees with me or not is inconsequential. I just really did want him to know how I feel, um, for better or for worse. And he sent me a, a church website article from the LDS Church uh, and adamantly refused to watch a video for a little bit, but we came to a really good understanding that if he watched mine, I'd watch his. And so the door of communication has now opened, which is awesome. He actually has agreed to read the whole New Testament with me. We're reading it separately. And then at the end of the week, we are just texting each other our favorite verse. No comments on it, no anything else, because I think that that's going to be difficult, um, seeing that we are on such different pages, but at least we are able to share in God a little bit together. So I am super excited about this. But in any case, the article that he sent me brought back a whole lot of um, 
things to the forefront of my mind about what I had been taught and some of the stuff that I had to uh, unlearn and learn where to go from here. (laughs) And a lot of you are in that same boat right now where you're trying to figure out biblical Christianity and what that actually means, uh, who God is according to the Bible. And so today we're going to look at a couple different things here. So the article that he sent me was all about uh, the war goes on. So I'm going to just give you a little synopsis of it here. And if you are curious about LDS church beliefs, this is kind of just a little synopsis and you can always go on to, I do have his article that he sent me uh, on the show notes as well. So if you want a more in-depth thing of it from actual people in the church. You can always take a look at it. Um, but then also I just want to give you just a little snippet. And if, if you did grow up in the church or if you just left the church, this is all going to sound very familiar. So a view of creation, um, God is man. This whole thing really reminded me of how small I once thought of God. I thought of him as a man and an exalted man, someone who had uh, literally, he was our father, and that we were born in heaven of spirit to heavenly mother, where we all hung out. We all hung out up there together. There were those that rebelled against God. Uh, They didn't fear him or love him. These were the sons of perdition. They had no loyalty, and so they were cast to hell. Um, Jesus was our older brother. He was like us. Uh, We are all like each other. God made earth out of matter that was previously already here, left over from another God because there's lots of gods and lots of worlds. Um, God had a God before him and there was a God before him. Um, God was someone who had once lived like us and did a really, really good job and he was exalted. He had done all of the works required of him and he was perfect. So Jesus was his firstborn. Jesus loved us as an older brother should and offered to be the sacrifice for him. They often call him um, God's only begotten son. So he chose this. uh, In fact, we all chose to come here to earth. We chose it because we had done all the work in heaven that we could possibly do. And if we wanted to truly be like God, our father, we had to come down here and get our body. And this is all called free agency. To some of you, that's going to sound real familiar. Uh, For other of you, (laughs) now that like I know the Bible, I'm like, (laughs) Uh, let's shake it off, shake it off. We're being Taylor Swift here. Um, Yes, this, this is all... Not, not actually biblical at all. Um, there's no evidence of any of that in the Bible. But it was what I believed at one time. And it is what they believe and it was what I was taught. But then, in my life. <laughs> Ugh, God is just so good. John 1.1 1, 1. Back when I first really gave my life to Christ. Now, I had said I had been a Christian for a really long time. I had read the Bible sometimes. I'd kind of done my things, but I didn't really get into his word at all um, until, until, you know, there was this moment and it was a wonderful moment and I gave my life to Christ and then I really did want to pursue it and God knew that and the most amazing things kept just coming into my life to grow my relationship with him. And part of this was I started uh, in a homeschool program with my daughter that was all Christian based. And uh, we were learning John 1 1. 
And it was actually, we were, we were learning John 1, 1 through 7. <laughs> God is so good with this. He was so gentle with me. And he allowed me to see inc- how incredibly big he really is in such small steps. So let's look at John 1, 1, and we're going to go all the way through 13. You can keep on reading, uh, but we're just going to go through this little part here. I want you to hear how good this is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Ooh, that gave me chills. (laughs) Let's go ahead and break this down, though, because I really want you to see how big is our God. Okay, so the first line, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All right, so when we're talking about this, friends, Jesus is the Word. That is who John is referring to. So in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. We are going to get much more into the Trinity in another episode. But friends, come on. It's so good, right? I mean, it just says it so black and white. In the beginning, there was only God. Such a simple sentence. We were not there. We were not with them. (laughs) No one was there. But God, not anything that was made, nothing was made except what was made through him. All things were made through him. Where does our life come from? In him, in Jesus. His light shines in the darkness. Nothing is too big or too dark for his light. The light of the world is Jesus. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about that light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. This is John the Baptist, who who was prophesied about in Isaiah. He would help to prepare the world for our God to become flesh and be the light in the dark world. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, 
nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What is it saying there? It's saying our God would come in the flesh, Jesus, and give himself as light to all of us who believe. And through that belief, this belief, not before, but through this belief, we can become adopted into the family as a child of God. Also says this in Romans, and Romans is my favorite. Only then are we born again as children of God. So that, through his, through this belief, through the light, through God dwelling with us as in flesh, that is how we become children of God. Okay, so did I just blow your mind a little bit? <laughs> how big is God? I'm sorry if you are new to all of this and that was really heavy, that God is Jesus, we were not with him in the beginning, it's all really big stuff. As I said, I truly mourned the loss of preexistence. But he says in Psalm 139:13, "For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb." This happened as a creation of God, not before. Okay, I know this is a lot. <laughs> I do. But I want you to think about something. At the exact moment I told you how young, how small, how insignificant you are, how big did your God just get? You see, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the literal beginning and the end, the great I am. He existed before anything that was made was made. Nothing was here except God. He created it all. And with that, the most extreme care, like a master painter, like a sculptor of creation, he also created you. He didn't just have you as a spirit child and say, go to earth now. No, he deliberately created you in your mother's womb. How big is your God? So what was the beginning? The Bible has two in the beginnings. <laughs> it has one in the very beginning in Genesis. And then it also has this one in John. Have you all seen The Chosen? The first episode of the second season is all about John 1.1. Oh, it got me so choked up. I thought that was like the most amazing thing. I cried. <laughs> I totally cried because this was not super long after I had, um, you know, learned this with my daughter in the homeschool. We learned it in Latin and we learned it also in English. And it just was so beautiful. We, you know, we had to recite it every single day with each other to learn it. And I never memorized scripture like that. And what a one to learn. <laughs> I just think it's just amazing. But in both accounts of in the beginning, there is God. I don't think it requires much more than that. The beautiful thing is how big he is, how small we are, yet how much he loves his creation. Grace. How unbelievably lucky we are to have a God so big. If he can create all this from nothing and know us so intimately at the same time, wow, <laughs> there is nothing he can't do. So we're going to jump now into a very common theme in biblical Christianity that is going to be very different um, if you are just coming to biblical Christianity. It's not about you. 
if you're coming from the secular world, if you're coming from a lot of super legalistic religious background, this is going to be a big shocker, but mm, it ain't about you. And uh, that was one thing that I really, the more I had to learn that, the closer my relationship to God became. So remember at the beginning of this episode when I was talking about my mindset before I learned those big God, big Bible truths, I was convinced of my superiority, my understanding, my age, you know, that I had, you know, was an old school that had lived forever and ever. My imprint on this universe as someone who had hung with God, I had things in order. Even if I didn't really have much faith in God, at least at one point we had hung together. Remember I said that? But a theme you are going to find as you get closer and closer to God in a build that relationship kind of way, that it is not about you. It is not about me. It is about God. Whenever we put anything else above him, even our own importance, we are not living our purpose, which is to know him and to make him known. Idolatry is probably, I'm going to argue, our easiest sin, which leads directly to pride. But before you're like, wow, I am important, Shelby. Come on. (laughs) I want to say you're right. But how prideful was I that I thought I was like God? He is so much bigger than I could ever know. And how cool is it that even though I am so small and so prideful and at times so full of sin, he became flesh. He humbled himself to be a poor servant and he died for me. The creator of this entire universe and everything, the creator of all, the beginning and the end, He died for me and he died for you. And I am still forgiven because of how big he was and how small he made himself and the big, huge, massive thing that I could not do myself. The only thing that could save me, the only thing, the biggest thing that I could never do myself as he died for my sins, the cross. So my relationship gets closer when I always remember the magnitude of who he is and what he did. So today we're going to say end this with a little prayer. Today I pray for you. I pray that you know God's immense love. I pray for those who don't know him. And while sometimes I do get sad, that some people I love are so far from him. And I worry, my flesh worries, that there is no hope. I am reminded once again of how big our God is. Nothing is beyond his grace. That is who he is. He is hope. So if you are at a place where you are feeling overwhelmed and maybe things are just too much, remember, nothing, nothing, is too big for our God. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you.
Remember, if you want to know more about the truthfulness of the Bible, go ahead to the blog post for this episode. I have some great videos on there I really want you to take a look at. And then go ahead and join our Facebook group because in there you can comment on this specific episode, how it moved you, questions you might have about it, and I will do my best to go ahead and just figure it out with you because some of this can be a little confusing. So head on over there and and join that Facebook group and uh, we'll we'll just chat with each other. It'll be great. It's the Christian Women After Religion community. You can also find that in the show notes. I am so honored that you showed up today to listen to this little podcast talking about big things. If you want to comment, share, laugh, or cry about what we talked about today, then you need to join the Facebook group where you can have a safe space to do all the sharing because we kind of need people in this big old world that understand. And if you are like, heck yeah, that was awesome. Where can I get more? First hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and then hurry on over to findingfaithabove.com where you will find so much goodness all created just for you because I really do love you guys. I've been where you are at and I want to help you have all the hope and none of the lost. Resources, art, Bible studies, it's all there just for you. Findingfaithabove.com. Wishing you all the best in love in Jesus name. See you next time.